In today's show, I'm looking ahead to all of the action for Monday. There are 10 games on, and Michael Bolton wants to hear about it. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com, use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are here to talk about Monday's games. There are 10 of them on, so we're going to do all looking ahead to all 10 games, streaming options at the end as well. Let's uh, flick it over. First game, Sixers, Hornets. Tyrese Maxey is in a slump at the moment. We all worried that the shooting would come down. We worried that the usage would be impacted with Embiid, and those things have happened. But I think the shooting has dropped way too far, and it will start to bounce back up. So... Don't drop Tyrese Maxey. Um, maybe he's a buy low. I don't expect Simmons is going to play for this team. I don't even know if a trade's going to get done. But this, yeah, Simmons, not Simmons, Maxey's falling into the area we sort of expected him to go back to, not that ridiculous top 30, top 40 run that he had. And let's watch to see whether that shooting looks better in this game. While Danny Green is playing over Matisse Thibel, it's not the move I would make, but it is the move that Doc Rivers has made. Green can be at times a defensive stats streamer. Hit some threes as well. He's not going to be much more than that. He's hitting his twos, I think, at like 70% this year also, which is pretty weird. Uh, obviously, most of his shots are coming from three-point range. Um, but just watching Green and the minutes along with Matisse Thibel. For the Hornets, it is a back-to-back for them. They won't have Lamello. They won't have Rogier, They won't have Plumlee. They won't have McDaniels. So watching again for Ish Smith, I do think Smith is worth a grab for this time. And watching also Kelly Oubre, who we know can be really volatile with his shooting numbers. He's going to have a sizable role and his usage is going to go really through the roof. And I expect some big numbers for him. So watching how he looks, but in a situation where he has to carry the offense, does that make things go completely shit house? I think there's a distinct possibility that that is the case. The Wizards and the Pacers. I want to watch Aaron Holiday. This is a back-to-back for the Wizards, so we don't know whether Spencer Dinwiddie is going to play in the back-to-back. So what does that mean for Holiday? If uh, well, Dinwiddie's been bad anyway. He's been invisible most games regardless. But does this mean Holiday starts? Does Neto get into that position? How do they run that backup point guard spot or new starting point guard spot if, in fact, Dinwiddie is silent? I also want to watch Bradley Beal because, let's be honest, he's been really bad. He can't hit shots. His usage is somehow down. Assists are up, but he just can't hit shots. Simple as that. Can we see Bradley Beal get back to last season or the year before or the year before? That's Bradley Beal. For the Pacers, we know there is no TJ Warren. We know that there is no um, Justin Holiday. Um, so there is a chance for Chris Duarte, again, to make a, make a start and maybe push back into 12-team discussions. I don't think he's going to be there, but watching that. And then also, DeMontis Sabonis, who had a, a rocky start to the season, but over the last couple of weeks... He started to ramp it back up. We're getting some of those big numbers again. He is sort of, um, I guess, being more of a part of Rick Carlisle's offense than he was earlier in the season, and that's always great to see. The Thunder and the Pistons. Darius Baisley, this guy is not an NBA starter, but he will continue to start. But at some point, he's got to hit more than like 12% of his shots, surely. 
Don't even sniff him in a 12-team league, category league. Pattery, not Pattery, a points league, maybe. But i just like to see the shots go in for once. That'd be good. And then Shea Gildas-Alexander. I don't know whether Shea is going to play, and that's what I want to watch. He was out with the concussion protocol the last game they played, which was that 73-point drubbing against the Grizzlies on Thursday. They haven't played since then. Shea could return. Um, and then how the, how that looks, if he is there, and what that means for guys like um, uh, yeah, Trey Mann, Josh Giddy, who also couldn't return in this game. So this Thunder team could get some real big boosts of players returning, but I want to see Shea, who was looking pretty good before that concussion. And then on the Pisson side of things, we want to watch the Flamin' Galar, Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flamin' Galars. Stewart has double-doubled his last two games. He's looking better. He is, I think, a 12-team league guy. Just limit your expectations. And then also the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay, who's looked pretty rough um, all season. I'm not convinced that he's a 12-team league guy. Drop him if you so choose. Um, but I'd like to just watch and see... You know, I, I don't know if I'm a sucker for punishment, but I hate watching him play because of the consistent, like, let's dribble into a long two, let's try to do stuff off the bounce and you know, try to be a self-creator when he can't do it. He's never going to be able to do it. That's not what he's going to be in the NBA, but watching him do it is just like sticking needles into your eyes. But that's where we're here for on a Monday in the NBA. So let's, uh, let's watch that and then um, regret our life decisions afterwards. But you won't regret your life decision because you will go towards prize picks and you will look at Sadiq Bay's over-under and go, this dude's definitely going to hit the under because he's shithouse. And on prize picks, you can do that. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's just you against the projections, the way that daily fantasy was supposed to be. Go over there, sign up, use the code NBA. You get 100% match deposit bonus up to 100 bucks and creating an entry is easy. Just pick four to five over-under props, whether it's points or rebounds or steals or blocks or threes or even fantasy points. Chuck them all together and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. But no, no, no. It doesn't just have to be basketball. You can do cross-sport entries. Chuck a basketball one in there, a couple of footy ones in there. Footy. I know you guys don't call your NFL, it's football. Footy. Chuck some entries in there, combine them together and see how you go. Entries are fast. Under 60 seconds, you can get done. Withdrawals are safe and reliable as well. So head to pricepicks.com or download the app, but use that code NBA. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. We all have this problem. We got our devices. We watch our live sport here. We watch our on-demand shows here. We watch our highlights on our little phone. And then we got to borrow someone else's login to watch the other good stuff that we want to watch. Man, what a, what a hassle. What a complete disaster this stuff is. I want to tell you about an easy way now to finally get your TV together and watch all of the things you love in one spot. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. The next package of games for us to take a look at here, the Grizzlies and the Heat. The wave pool D'Anthony Melton is playing well, but we're constantly hampered by a lack of minutes. Will Taylor Jenkins acquiesce to common sense and play him 30? Almost definitely not. But there's a big difference between 25, which makes him 12-team rosterable, and 18, which makes him a complete waste. 
a waste to the Grizzlies and a waste to your fantasy team. So let's watch how they use him. And then also Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., who I think has been playing really well. Top 40 over the last two weeks. Really starting to see him be more aggressive offensively. Now, whether he can transfer that aggression over to when Ja Morant plays is going to be another question. But at this point, he looks really good. And I just want to focus more on how he's evolved over this last week or so. For the Miami Heat, Max Struess has been playing pretty well in the absence of Jimmy Butler. We don't know whether Butler will return. We know that Markeith is out. We know that Bam Adebayo's out. But watching the, the minutes between Struess and Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent is going to be something to watch and how they um, how they deal with those minutes and those um, and those players is going to be really, really intriguing. And then also the undertaker, Dwayne Debman, who started out his replacement of Bam Adebayo in a... Um, in a really, really good spot, but only 24 minutes the last two games. So I'd like to, I don't know, get some understanding of what his role is going to be. Is he going to be that 24-minute-a-night guy, which does make him a little bit more um, harder to consider must roster. But yeah, we want to see how that role plays out here. The Hawks and the Timberwolves. Back-to-back -back here for Atlanta. I just want to focus a little bit in on Clint Capella, who has been very up and down. Some really hot runs, some really low runs. Um, you know, where does he sit? What's his usage looking like? What's his efficiency looking like? Um, how healthy does he look? What are his minutes looking like, especially on a back-to-back? -back? Well, with so many injuries, we know that Bogdanovich and Hunter are going to be out, but Reddish is out on Sunday. We don't At this point, I don't know whether Herder or Young are going to play on Sunday. So how that all goes for DeLon Wright, um, and where his minutes look. Wright played 29 minutes last game with a bunch of players out. So just watching his role and whether he can become a stream option. While for the Timberwolves, Jared Vanderbilt, I believe, is a must-roster player. We don't know whether Carl Anthony Towns is going to play. I expect that he does. He is questionable, but we don't know after missing last game. So how that impacts Naz Reed. Now, Reed is going to be a solid streamer if, in fact, Towns is out. Like, be a guy that you add for sure, but watching what his role is if Towns does happen to return. The Cavs and the Bucks. I want to watch Darius Garland. So I didn't include him in my All-Star team where I did that show the other day, and maybe I should have. Uh, I think he looks really good. I think he is the best player on this team. I think he, if he did end up getting an all-star nod, I think that he would deserve it. So honestly, I, I just want to watch him play because it's fun to watch him play. And it's fun to watch a guy that I did like really start to I don't know, live up to the hype or the expectations that I did put on him. And, and that's fun. And then also the Discman, City Osman. Osman is back. Can he fill in a role that makes him 12-team league viable in the absence of Colin Sexton? For the Bucks, I want to watch DeMarcus Cousins boogie as the backup to um, Bobby Portis. Minutes haven't been there. He's not a 12-team or probably 14-team league guy, but watching to see if those minutes do increase will be interesting. While Paddy Connaughton has been inexplicably a 12-team league guy all season. Um, Giannis has missed two straight. So if Giannis is out again, Pat will get another start most likely and provide some okay value in that situation. The Nuggets and the Bulls. We last saw the Nuggets beat the Knicks and Zeke Nagy went bananas. Now, a lot of people were like, hey, do I go and add Zeke? I'd like to see what his minutes look like here because in that game, we had Jokic, Gordon, and Green all play under 27 minutes or under 28 minutes. So that enabled more minutes for Najee. But Najee can replace Jermichael Green really, really easily. And if he starts to play well, maybe he replaces Jeff. So watching his playing time, also Faku Kampazo with the absence of Rivers and Highland, Kampazo is going to play high 20s in minutes and be useful enough as a 12-team stream. For the Bulls, I want to watch DeMar DeRozan because he just pulls off the most amazing shit at the moment. Now, at some point, I know that there is going to be a regression. This guy is literally having the best season of his career. He's hitting ridiculous pull-up, pull turnaround, spin-move, fadeaway, long-range contested twos, and they're going in. And I don't know how it's happening, 
right? At some point, it is going to fall away. But watching him has been really fun. And then Derek Jones Jr. is also fun. He is a great blocks streamer. He provides great value off this bench. He's playing back up center for the Bulls, and that has been interesting to watch. The Spurs and the Suns. Keldon Johnson, I had him on my droppable players show earlier today. I stand by that. I want to see if he can start to do anything that doesn't involve catching and driving to the basket. That's all he can do at this point. Um, Take some more threes, my guy. You're hitting them at like 50% over the last month. Like, Take some more instead of like two a game. That would be great. And then also Thad Young, who's been pretty vocal in saying, hey, this shit's whack. Like, guys, why? I don't want to be here. I don't like this team. I don't like my role. Uh, get me out of here. I don't know what, what that means for his future, but he has taken over the backup center role instead of Drew Eubanks, and maybe he can push into 12-team value. I doubt it, though. And then for the Suns, Devin Booker's out, so Cam Johnson will get another opportunity, as will Landry Shamet. Johnson, to me, is the better option to be a 12-team league guy versus Shamet. But seeing how those minutes to get distributed is interesting. Um, The Clippers and the old Portland Trailblazers. The Clippers have started, weirdly, Serge Ibaka the last couple of games. Doesn't mean you want to add Serge in 12 or even 14 team leagues. And then Marcus Morris had a couple of big games. I'm not uh, biting on Morris. I think he's more of a 12-team streamer or 12-team points league player. But he did have a big game last time out. And how that rotation all looks is going to be interesting. For the Blazers, Lillard is out and Simons might be. If Simons is out, we're really focusing on Dennis Smith, who is quietly one of the best guards in the NBA at generating defensive stats. If he plays 30 minutes a night, he will get three steals and a block with like six assists and five boards, maybe 20 points, maybe 18 points, whatever. There's a real opportunity for Smitty there. And then Norman Powell, who, to be fair, has been bad this year. He's a guy that always seemed to exceed expectations in Toronto. And I'd I'd constantly say, hey, these percentages can't stick. He's shooting at a ridiculous rate. And, And then they generally did, and I look stupid. But we're seeing now outside of a Toronto ecosystem, or maybe just a 100-game hot streak has cooled off, that he's not hitting the shots. And he offers nothing else. He doesn't do anything apart from score. And if he doesn't do it efficiently, he's bad. He's really trending towards a drop for me. He's not, but he's trending that way. And I want to see if that can change at all. The last game of the day is the Golden State Warriors hosting the Orlando Magic. I want to watch Franz Wagner. He's looked really good. He's taking on usage with Jalen Suggs out. He's doing the defensive things. He's passing. He's doing what I think that he can be, what he can do long-term. He's just contribute right across the board. He is a 12-team league guy for now. And then Cole Anthony, like this dude's unbelievable. I Look, his first two games, I think he had like 10 points or eight points this season. And we saw him starting. And went, All right, this is not going to last. And I, I stupidly said, I'd drop him. Like this is, he's doing the same as last year. Suggs is going to take over eventually. Fultz is going to come back. Like, there's no point. And then he's just gone bananas since then, averaging like 25 points a game. I didn't see it coming. I got it wrong. It looks great. But I want to just watch that. Maybe just rub it into myself and go, Josh, you dickhead. How did you get that so wrong? But he's been amazing. So I want to watch it. Well, for the Warriors, Juan Toscano Anderson, it's been a roller coaster with him as well. Some big games, absolutely out of the rotation, some terrible games. And now he's playing well again with Andre Iguodala out. Toscano Anderson's just a deeper league guy, but like watching him play is pretty fun. And he was in their closing lineup against the Spurs yesterday. And then Damo Lee, again, another guy who uh, played some minutes in that closing lineup, was scoring well. He is just a streamer for points for deeper formats, but watching his rocks, it does impact guys like Otto Porter and Jordan Poole in particular. I'm going to tell you now about Built Bar because like you and me, Built Bar is built different. It is Christmas time and there is no better snack or present or gift than the gift of Built Bar, of deliciousness, of low carbs, of low fat, of low sugar, 
and of high protein. Look at all the great flavors they have. So many Christmas time debates that you want to have about these flavors, but just be careful because things can get rowdy. Cookies and cream versus coconut. That's a tough one. I take cookies and cream. Maybe little Bobby wants coconut. I send him to his room for punishment. Dad, that's not fair. Shut up, little Bobby, and eat your built Bars. That's how we roll, and that's how you should roll because built Bar is unbelievably tasty. If you haven't had built Bar, I don't know what you're waiting for because these are the best tasting protein bars ever. Instead of those protein bars that you'd scrape off the bottom of your shoe, these are the ones that you want to see every morning when you wake up. In fact, when Santa comes, instead of leaving him cookies and a glass of milk, Santa's up with the times, mate. He needs that fuel. Leave him a box of built Bars out. He'll smash them down. He might even feed a couple to Rudolph. It's going to be great. So head to built.com, use the code LOCKED15, and you can save 15% off your boxes of built Bar. Football season is in full swing. We are closing in on the playoffs. The NBA season, we're in week eight now, and the number one spot for all your props, your lines, and your contests is at Bet Online. So head to their newly refurbished website or use their mobile site or your mobile device to sign up and use the code um, locked on, and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I forgot what I was going to say. That's it. From basketball to football to the NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's look at some streaming options now. On the back to back, it's only the Spurs that are playing it. I don't know whether Devin Vassell is going to play, but he would be an option if he's available. Otherwise, we're streaming in Dougie McDermott, Lonnie Walker, and Thad Young. These are guys who can have 12-team value over those two games if you've got space on the Monday. If we're just looking at Monday streams, Faku Campazzo, Campaign, JaVale McGee, Cody Martin, Killian Hayes, Ish Smith still available? PJ Tucker, Malik Beasley, and Dennis Smith Jr. Of course, if Simons is out, even if he's not, there's might there, there might be value there. Um, deep leagues, we're looking at Campazzo, we're looking at Payne, Hull Neto, Landry Shamet, Derek Jones Jr., and the uh, the doctor himself, Gary Payton. And then for points leagues, these guys are all available in 50% of leagues or more. Ish Smith, Dwayne Dedman, Tyus Jones, Chris Duarte, Cody Martin, and Cam Payne. That'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on the old Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify. And if you're here on YouTube, drop a comment, leave a thumbs up, um, and subscribe. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.